got to build those foundational pieces for your mm-hmm. mind or for your body. And yeah. there's nothing better to elicit your mind to have a really solid foundation in your body, right? Perfect, everyone. We got Jim from here from, is it Fixable? It's Fixable. Fixable. I, you know, I got it in my head that it's flexible for some reason. But uh, <laughs> hey, perfect. Um, you're a chiropractor, a licensed chiropractor. Is that correct? That's right. Perfect. And now you're uh, running a startup and in, uh, in, jumped in the tech industry. <laughs> yeah, you uh, know, jumped in pretty early, actually. <laughs> oh, yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Um, we'd love to learn more about that. You know, we had an update call a few weeks back. Uh, we got to learn a little bit about each other. Each other. Um, I'm really excited to talk to you about this because I love when professionals, um, especially like, uh, you know, uh, medically trained ones, jump into like a um a, a, a startup and run a startup because they see a problem in their industry or within the healthcare space because especially as someone who's licensed in something like you have a deeper knowledge in a certain thing and when you see when you have seen patterns that that requires a company to solve you know a certain company to solve um i feel like they these companies perform a lot better because they come from like a more of a, a, a practice kind of background of, of knowing problem sets. So let's talk about that. You know, you're a licensed chiropractor and now you have this platform for sharing, you know, content around chiro- chiro- chiropractory. Uh, just helping people out of pain. That's our job. Mm. Cool. Um, let's, let's talk about that. Uh, why, what ended up, what took you to chiropractory? You know, why become a chiropractor and what took you here? You know what? Um, I think it all comes down to wrestling. <laughs> and, okay. uh, so going back pretty far, um, you know, I, I wrestled from the age of, I guess, when I was like grade eight. And it's probably the one of the uh, many sports that I, I really enjoy. And it's probably the one of two sports I really, really excelled in. And, but along the way, there's so many challenges, uh, including physical injury. And I remember having to take the bus with my little sister who I was babysitting, who was like, you know, two years old. Across from, I grew up in Malton, so like right by Rexdale, uh, not the best place in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and jump on a bus, pick her up, jump on a bus to go for a physio appointment uh, in the middle of Mississauga, um, and and sit there for like an hour and a half. So the journey would have caught it like it was. I literally spent like three and a half hours traveling before resting practices and then going back home. So I just remember that whole journey, and I was always in a clinic. I've, I've torn my knees up like numbness and ridiculous pain all down my arms you know when i was in oac back back in the days we had oac yeah and uh, i just remember like how hard it was just to get treatment and mm. at the end of it all the stuff that we're doing like from ultrasound to you know all the all the gadget stuff the the main thing that really got me better was a rehab it was the training right the rehab like challenging body like putting your body through control stress in order to get better mm. um so I always took that with me and just really understood it from, and I volunteered and I'd done tons of work uh, in, in the rehab field. Um, and that's how I really got started. And, you know, from there, I, I guess, um, got into, got into really deep, understood the field, really learned, uh, got certified in strength and conditioning. So that's through the national strength, thing, uh, um, association and, um, NSEA and, uh, that's the highest level of training you can get. So I train, um, you know, professional athletes, as well as um, work with the National Wrestling Association, and also uh, work with uh, MMA fighters and uh, consultant for the UFC. So, and then I opened up clinics and 
just just saw this massive massive problem of still getting access right mm. so we're spending like 1100 bucks at least on an injury and then 70% of our patients are dropping off before they're discharged because of either money or just like time. And imagine if you're a mom of two with kids at home, how do you get to, you know, 10 treatments and actually get better and not just get better, actually prevent the stuff from coming back. Right. So we were looking for a solution to democratize uh, physical health and to really, you know, get people um, a solution that works. Mm-hmm. and where they can access anytime anywhere no definitely so uh, that's that's, that's kind of cool like you know what took you to this is experiencing this pain point yourself you know uh, being an athlete going through injuries and not being able to get the medical help um was that the main point of you know going down this, um, uh, to be like a, a practitioner in chiropractor was like helping other athletes you, you mentioned you consult with a different bunch of firms but is that something you, pre- you, you how long you've been doing that uh for the last 12 years actually <laughs> so okay. Uh, I've been there for uh, quite long, and um, yeah, so that's essentially why I, you know, took this journey, went down this journey, and uh, really got deep into the field. And I feel like, you know, I travel the world, you know, treating people as well as I just understood it really well. And when it came down to it, it was either hands-on therapy or or rehab-based therapy, so we call it mobility stability model. Um, at the end of the day, what really took people to that next level was that stability. So that exercise component, they can do so much stuff with just a massage ball um, and, you know, functional movement patterns. And, um, you know, that's why we created what we created. You know, prior to this, I've also created an electronic medical record back in 2010. So we co-developed that. That's in Kremlin Ninth Health Networks. I exit out of that. Um, you know, had a bunch of other startups and angel invested. I, I franchised the clinics, current clinics that I have is called Form and Function um, and done many things, many other things on the entrepreneurial journey, I would say, um, you know, prior to, you know, diving deep into Pixel. Mm-hmm. Cool. So let's talk a little bit fixable. Um, you know, you, you talked about it, it being like a platform to, you know, help people get out of pain. Like, uh, what exactly does it do? I, I, I oversaw the website, but didn't get to, you know, log in or anything like that. Uh, can you talk a little bit about, about how you help people? Yeah, for sure. Um, so majority of, of the process of getting better, I would say still comes down to education. Just understanding what your body does, how it does, and how does it get better, right? Um, so we, we do have a lot of content with thousands of videos where we can mix and match and create new uh, programming for patients. But we also have some of the solutions that are like based on the best research there is for common injuries, like low back pain, for instance. Um, eight out of 10 people have low back pain at some point, right? It's a massive, massive problem. I mean, injury alone is a $635 billion injury just here in North America. Uh, it's huge um so everyone runs the pain at some point and the most common ones are like low back pain neck pain whiplash um you know um for runners it band uh, syndromes uh, knee issues like uh, runner's knee pfps those type of issues and we have the best solutions based on the best research in a progressive level with not just content but we we're built machine learning and ar into it so it's it's actually dynamic. So you'll see in the platform as it grows that it'll grow with you. So as you get better, it's going to progress you in different sets of reps. And in the future, it's going to actually set out different progressions of exercises relative to the uh, algorithm. Um, we're also building um, augmented reality. So 
uh, about second quarter, third quarter next year, you'll see a platform where not only are you going to do the, watch the videos and do the exercises, but the, the system, your phone is going to look at you and it's going to tell you, hey, Ravi, are you doing your squat properly? No, the knee's too far over the toes. Here's a correction. This is what you're going to do better, right? And on top of that, we have one-on-one -on -one conversations with uh, practitioners. We built our own Zoom killer, if you will, but we have specific angle tools and like highlighted tools so I can point out to your body in this call and make you move. So it makes the whole process a lot more seamless. And um, yeah, that's that's Fixable 101 and you know, best solutions in it. You'll see some really cool tools where it's like, it helps you not just from pain, but works on prevention. And then if you like, and we're gonna work on your performance. So performance mm. don't work at work, feel amazing during the day. What are the life hacks and health hacks you can do throughout the day to feel amazing? No, that's uh, that's uh, sounds really enticing because that the one-on-one -on -one kind of potential, especially working with somebody, right? That's so interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, especially now with, with COVID and like not being able to like you know get a personal trainer, our gyms are all closed, man. That's been the, my biggest struggle, right? Like for me, I put into my daily habits past few years. I start the day off with a workout. You know, mm -hmm. I pay for like a for a 24-hour gym all-access pass because like I can go in whenever and I need to get my workout in every day. Cause I've drilled it into my head. You know, that's that's how you. If you don't take care of your 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 body as a vehicle, then you can't do what you really need to do. You can't get your work done. Absolutely, absolutely. Right? You've got to build those foundational pieces for your mm -hmm. mind or for your body. And yeah. there's nothing better to elicit your mind to have a really solid foundation in your body, right? Yeah, and I think man, going forward, like you know, I think like, how many gyms have went out? I think LA Fitness, Gold's Gym, um, even Good Life is now struggling. They might even go under and go to bankruptcy. Like gyms are going out, so it'll be less uh, fitness options for able people. You know, I'm investing in a home gym. People who can uh, afford to are doing that. But so I think the idea of using technology at this level where you can better give more coaching and more responsibility and more accountability for people who want to achieve more health, I think it's, it's definitely beneficial. Uh, do you have any plans to using like AR technology, like to see how to, to, to like, you know, actually use the cameras on the phone device, like see how people's movements are? Do you have any capabilities? Yeah, there? that's what I just explained earlier. So mm. that AR component is definitely is something, and we already have a version of it. And Amazing. we're working with the National Research, Research Council just got approved for another project to take it to the next level. So it's uh, it's coming real soon, and it's it's going to be a part of the whole journey and the process. And it's going to be guided with, with coaching. And we want to also make it like the one-on-one -on -one sessions are always a little bit more expensive. So we want to mm. create a, a seamless product that, not only has the coaching side of it that we need it, but also on its own should be able to get people better significantly faster. And one of the biggest challenges I think from a clinical model is the engagement. It's easier to get people in the door, but it's really hard to get them to do what you tell them to do. They'll tell you, hey, hey, Dr. Jim, I'm doing it, I got it, I got it, I'm doing it, I'm doing it. It's all BS, right? <laughs> the majority mm -hmm. of people are BSing and you're not doing it to spec. And not only are they just kind of lazy and not getting there, but there's no incentivization when they're just a little bit out of pain. So this system, this gamified approach that we created um, makes it so much more enticing to not just get out of pain, but also move to the next step, like next level. So we have point system, we got streaks, and we got um, incentivization, like we'll give you a free fixable once you hit a certain marker. And then if you're working for one of the corporations we work with, then your uh, HR department was, is going to incentivize you with those specific points at, right? Hmm. So it's uh, it's all built into, you know, with human psychology to, to better yourself. Yeah, yeah. No, I think 
I mean, you gave me gave a lot of, a lot of things to talk about, but let's talk with the AR tool because, mm-hmm. you know, AR technology, VR technology has been, you know, talked about for being used in healthcare for a while now, but it's always seemed like such a far away concept. People are like, yeah, we're working on it, we're working on it. Right, but to have a deployable model, I think that's really exciting. I'd love to like take a look at this when it is available. But absolutely, right? Like, ha- like the like the repercussions behind this is is really big because, you know, a, a personal trainer it's pretty expensive. Even going to like a like a gym that has like more like a, like a advanced. So a lot of people do this like now, like fitness gyms where like you have these programs and you have like almost like physio built into it. It's more personalized experience. There are people that are willing to pay like you know a couple hundred dollars. For the gym experience, where it's more personalized healthcare, right? And I, I, like that's where like I think the industry is moving towards, like not, not just in, in healthcare, but tech uh, tech infused pro- uh, products is more personalized care, more personalized experiences, right? Could you talk a bit more about how you're personalizing, uh, you know, like the the physical side of things? Like, like is it with workouts? Is it aftercare after workouts? Like, what side of things is personalized? Um, the whole program is all personalized so um, if you take your guided journey so this is when we work with corporations they typically take the guided journey so the guided journey comes with a, a consultation uh, with your coach with your health coach being a and they're all licensed practitioner either being chiros physios athletic therapists or uh, psychotherapists who depending on who what your problem sets are and uh, they guide you along they create they'll create a customized programming with the thousands of videos and the outcome measures we have so mm. these outcome measure will be like Hey Ravi, how you, how much how much pain are you in today? Like zero out of ten, or it gives you a score. There's a we there's they're called um, functional measures, right? So we have specific scores based on the best research to, for you to input your start of progress at the end of the end of the journey, where you at, how much how much range of motion, how much pain you have uh, increased, right? Um, and then with the uh, AR and all those are AR is another outcome measure. So it's mm. another data point to show you how well you're progressing. And that's going to show you within your dashboard, how well you're actually getting and are you checked off for your physical health? And then once you're out of pain, we build foundations. So we have, you'll see in our fixes where there's like core foundations, there's shoulder foundations, there's like neck foundations. What does that mean? Those are the preventative stuff, right? Posture, for instance, like we have programming that cues you throughout the day to, to upright and here's a little video quick little video to get back in place right so those and those things are really really important to i think to to engage people and make sure they're Mm -hmm. consistently engaged the product you work you become better as you engage more with your product right Mm -hmm. so it learns from you it learns from you so as as the product gets tighter i mean we have a bunch of other features we have up up on lock but um that's coming very 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 soon in the future but um uh, those it's all about engagement and we hack the product Prior to even building, writing one line of code, uh, we make sure we did a lot of um, user research, uh, UX research with our current clients as well as uh, other potentials that were out there in the world. And we got tons of great stats in regards to where the opportunities were and what they see as value. What practitioners see as value for their patients is much different from what the patient sees as the value. So that's what we learned. There's a huge divide in regards to communication what the practitioner is expecting and what the patient is expecting, the end user, right? So we really bridge the gap to make a product that's really centralized for the patient. Hmm. Yeah, I loved all that. Um, I recently, uh, at the end of last year, uh, middle of last year, actually, uh, I got the, the Whoop Strap. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's a great product. Oh, it's amazing, right? Um, 
I, I really enjoyed that um, until the gyms closed and then I, I, I don't have much use for it right now. But one thing that I really liked about it is how personalized it became. Like it gave me so much insights, right? And um, just having that insights into your know, well-being, you know, how often you're doing things, data points off the collection, that itself enticed me to do better. And when you have Absolutely. a gamified system where you're competing against yourself to get better and better and better, I think, I mean, so much of improvement is based off of that. It's just visibility in what you're doing and getting feedback cycles. I mean, back in the day, people were, you know, people who really cared, you know, kept a notebook around with their documenting their um and they're documenting their workouts their their macros you know all this but but now with technology kind of inputting that and getting actionable results back and personalized response i mean i mean that that's really insightful right um so let's talk about like what um i guess what is it like the like the the benefit like the healthcare the health benefits and the and the behavior elements that can be tweaked um through uh, you know through what you're doing right like one of the main things about about health and wellness is not necessarily just doing one thing, but doing it repeatedly, right? Build habits around certain things, right? Um, is there any kind of thought or process in your programs uh, going around how to build habits, how to uh, how to reinforce habits, uh, create habit-forming routines? Absolutely, I think that's really important, and that goes back to engagement again, right? So, mm-hmm. um, engagement means how you're able to get this person to do this one thing and multiple times over time right and, and we all know like habits form within you know it takes 21 days to create a habit and that we see that across the board it takes about a month about four visits to really get that deep down habit formation to get better you also another thing you have to have to do with that person is create trust right mm. you have to especially in the digital world i mean if it was pre-covid it was a lot harder post-covid it's a lot easier to get people to jump on and then the beautiful part is once they jump on they see that value right away and then they and they start reducing pain and their numbers start coming down in regards to the uh, pain level and that just solidifies your gains and then once you get to a certain spot within their programming you go you have an option it's like hey you can just go on with your day and do your thing or would you like to work on foundation so this problem never comes back again and then from there we build programming and we already have programming that really solidifies so for back pain for instance low back pain is core it's core one-on-one and what is core it's that it's not just your abs it's not your six-pack it's the last muscle you actually work on it's actually that think of it as a corset old english lady right that corset you tighten up right to look good that whole corset that goes around and then also the top and the bottom, so the diaphragm and then also pelvic floor. So we work on programming to specifically from the inside out. So we'll work on transverse abdominis, internal external obliques. We work on um, the multifidus, how to engage multifidus with the abdominal hollowing. And we also work on um, diaphragm breathing. So breathing techniques, mindfulness of breathing techniques, mindfulness of pelvic floor contractions, right? How to engage that. And then how do you measure that, right? So we have outcome measures for that, how to measure that. And then as we gain more and more trust, Okay, now let's talk to our practitioners and even even to even specialize this to to the next level. Let's create a workout preventative program they can do on a weekly basis. And and what are you able to legitimately? How much time do you have? Are you a mother of three, or are you like single and and just want to make sure I'm in a good place with my health, diet? You know, we take a biopsychosocial approach, meaning psychology, the the biology, the physical side as as well as the um, as well as the nutrition side of things, right? So. Um, yeah, I think once we get there, we have a lot of people on the platform that are that are at that journey. So you don't need to see us personally as often, but you'll probably go back into the app and work on your programming. And then we just and we check 
upon you on a monthly basis or bi-monthly basis, and we take a look at your stats, and he's like, this is where you're, this is where you're dropping at, and this is how you can get that much better. Or you want to just maintain, great, let's do that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, like, like I, I like the, the, the how how sophisticated you've gone into this because obviously with your background training and uh, and the clientele you work with is you have a you have a deeper knowledge in this industry. Let's talk about the transition from going from a medical practitioner into more of a you know a tech uh, startup. You know, uh, developing a yeah. platform like uh, you know building this thing out. Uh, how comfortable were you in you know building like a tech solution for this? and developing a platform. Was there a learning curve required? Did you have to go out and like learn code or did you find a comfortable partner you can work with to trust and uh, and build it, out, uh, build it out with you? Yeah, that's a great question, Ravi. Um, you know, I, I think I'm pretty risk tolerant and I'm, I'm, I've always been very entrepreneurial. I, I think it goes back to, you know, I, I'm a, you know, I wasn't born here. I was born in Shanghai, came over here during 89. Uh, that's when Tiananmen Square happened, when the guy, you know, students were getting killed uh, in front of Beijing, in Beijing. And I think it all comes from my my parents, my father, at the end of the day. So, you know, he, he made this massive risk of picking everything up and like selling everything we possibly had for him to get a one-way ticket here in the middle of winter with 200 bucks in his pocket, you know, sleeping in the subway station for two weeks before he landed a job washing dishes um, in Chinatown. And um, I think, you know, I think I go back to that. And like, I remember back in the days when I, you know, first three years here and just sleeping on two chairs. And I didn't think that was that bad. <laughs> so I, I was never afraid to go back there because I, we always find our way out of it. Um, so I, I was always risk tolerant. And in regards to doing anything new, it's, it's about risk taking and calculated risk taking. And I've done quite a bit um, in my life. And I think I, I've done okay. Um, and did it require coding? I don't code. Well, maybe I do a little bit, but uh, I didn't code this product at all. I, I made sure I went out and to look for the right people that can co- complement what I'm good at. Um, what I'm good at is storytelling, and I think I'm I'm good at um, getting people to really um, get emotional around uh, a product or something that really matters. And I think this matters extremely. Um, and and I'm really passionate about this field. I understand it extremely well. I, I think it'll be hard to find somebody else uh, in Canada, maybe North America, that understands the human body as well as I do, or the uh, the field, the insurance side backing of this and how the system works. Right? Um, there's a whole, that's a whole different <laughs> story on its own. <laughs> no, um, I, I'm really enjoying this because um, I love that. Like the immigrant entrepreneur kind of grind, right? There's two two archetypes uh, for ent- uh, entrepreneurs that come from a, you know, especially from like a very um, like volatile background or uh, like you know a uh, such a um, uh, low income background, right? Either it makes you super conservative and very careful about what you do, so you become very calculated, and like you said, like take that to the calculated risk set, or you don't have fear. You're like, you know, I, I've I've been at zero. At zero I'm not afraid to be back there. I'm, I just need to go up, move, 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 right? And, you know, I think it's like the spectrum. People float back and forth in front of this. But, I mean, if you look at some of the, almost, most of the great entrepreneurs, right, like a lot of them are immigrants or children of immigrants, right, who have seen the, the family hustle, right? And I think that, that, that hustle kind of behavior kind of instills in itself, right? When you grow up in, a, in an environment where you're comfortable, mm-hmm. there's very little push 
to push you into the uncomfortable, to push you to growth, to push you to Absolutely. paths of like taking risks and, and and achieve greater things, right? And I think I think that being ingrained into us is a big thing. Like I love like exploring the entrepreneur drive, like what pushes people, right? And uh, there, there's a lot in there. Like there's this thing. Uh, like I think I think you might find it interesting. So um, there's a brain um, parasite that lives in humans called toxoplasma. Um, it's it's a parasite. It's normal. It's there. It's a it's normal uh, life cycle lives within cats and mice, right? So it goes and infects cats. Uh, it is, has no effect on the on, on the cats, but it makes the cats uh, secrete uh, um, uh, proteins in their urine that where uh, uh, sorry it, it sorry no no, no. with with cats it reproduces in cats. So the entire reproductive yeah. cycle happens within cats, and uh, you know through the excrement that's how it comes out. Then. Yeah mice run into this and it infects the mice and it, when the mice get infected with the larva it, that uh, injects it it grows in in in, in the mice and it it turns the mice's fear reflex off mm. and it actually makes the mice sexually attracted to cat urine so it <laughs> it, it forces the mice to chase after cat's urine and not be afraid of cats right and, they, no and the cats eat the mice cats eat the mice <laughs> And then boom, that's the whole life cycle, right? The health of it's the half, health of the cat, and then the parasite um, propagates. Yeah. yeah. And now uh, humans infected with this, right? It doesn't affect them in, in, in that kind of way, but it does uh, excrete proteins in the brain that creates impulsive behavior that, that, it, that, that causes um, uh, impulsive behavior and risk-taking behavior, increase your tolerance for it. And what's been found is that a lot of entrepreneurs have this infection, have this parasite in them, right? <laughs> uh, you know, came across uh, a, you know a cat litter box, or you know, <laughs> ate the wrong dirt when you're a kid. I hate, I hate cats. <laughs> <laughs> right? And um, and like, uh, what I find so interesting is like that uh, this this type of parasite that causes this type of very particular kind of protein that causes this kind of thing can change your behavior. And change your trajectory to make you more more uh, risk taking and more uh, more um, impulsive, but also more um, uh, you know seek more volatile kind of lifestyles. And funny enough, like it, it was found that uh, in France, where the word entrepreneurs come from, has the biggest concentration of this infection in humans. <laughs> right. So I, I love I love this kind of back and forth. Like you know, what drives behavior? What drives uh, what drives us to do things? All right, it's a lot more complex than we put it out, put it out there, right? Right. And and even you talked about it too, like you know, if you have back pain, like modern science gives you, oh, you have back pain. Here's this pill, right? Here's like a heat massage for that. You we treat the the symptom, not the cause, right? Mm -hmm. And when you talk about you know the cause is, oh, it's not that. It's abdominal muscles around the coils around you that provide support for the spine, and it's not strengthened enough. It misaligns it or pulls and tugs the spine in, in wrong ways, and that's where the pain comes from. I mean that. That is the type of like like personalized response we want from a healthcare service. I mean, that's the kind of stuff that we want is that deep intelligence sure. of like, hey, I don't want to just, you know, mask this every time it happens or, you know, to mm -hmm. cover it in duct tape. I want to fix the solution so it just stops happening and I know what to do better, right? Absolutely. And I would say, you know, there's a time and place for that medication and you want it to be effective when you really need it. And it's not to say that this is the only solution. It's in combination with the right things to make you feel amazing, right? You still probably need some anti-inflammatories when you throw your back initially. But you want the inflammatory 
to start working really quickly so you can do the work to get back and then progress on your treatment, right? So it, there's a time and place for everything, including surgery, right? Mm. But, but if you can avoid it, avoid it <laughs> to the max. And especially because there's so much research behind it for, you know, MSK issues, right? Muscle skeletal issues. And it's about knowledge, understanding knowledge and the frequency and the formulation of that knowledge to get it out there. So there's a lot of information on specific exercise, but not how the exercise should be rendered for that specific person, right? And I think that component, that formulation is really important and it's not documented. It's not, there's not enough documentation. That's why we're documenting all that data and how people pre present and how people get out of pain and stay out of pain. And why did they stay out of pain, right? Mm -hmm. So that's really important. But from going back to the entrepreneurial um, notion and the notion of suffering and notion of pain, um, the, the esoteric level of pain, I guess, I think it just comes down to evolution. If you're a science guy, it really comes down to evolution. And it comes down to this phenomenon called hormesis, right? Mm -hmm. So hormesis is basically what doesn't kill you will make you stronger. And you have to have a level of stimulation for your system to become stronger. Think about the last thing we work out. Do you get better cardio by sitting around doing crap? No. Do you, you're going to get, get, get larger muscle size by just, you know, lifting maybe like 10 pounds and like 100 times? No, it doesn't happen like that, right? You need to have the right stimulus to get stimulated. Same thing with your mind, right? So the less motivated you are, the less achievement, the less goal-oriented, the less there's no sky in the pot or high in the sky for you to achieve, that you'll never get to that level. And if you don't want strive for a higher, then you'll never land on the cloud. If you don't want, you know, strive for the stars, you'll never land on the car clouds, right? So it's really important to challenge yourself. Mm -hmm. And maybe you don't have direction at this point, and that's what mentorship is really good for. Um, and for me, it was my wrestling coach. You know, I, I don't think I, I wrestling the sport of wrestling changed me tremendously. Um, it took that drive and just exponentially grew it. <laughs> um, but uh, you, you need that hormesis. And even with fixable, all we are doing with your body is hormesis. We're just stimulating your body in different ways for you to get better. And and that's how evolution works so the reason why we stand on two feet the reason why we're so smart and we have this like neocortex is because we have to uh, we're a better species than most other species on the planet and we're sub survived this long because of that and i think some of the generations are getting a little softer <laughs> but mm -hmm. uh and and really comfortable and i think you, for those people who are really comfortable like look for look for things that are in your, is your is in your control that you're able to like really challenge your body yeah. yeah, I mean, what you touched on right there about the next generation, like this is a worry that our generation is having, just like the previous generation did, right? Previous mm -hmm. generation is like, oh, look at these kids always watching TV, always like, you know, being idle and not going out and playing. Well, the new generation has freaking phones in their hands. They're going to spend right. hours just scrolling through, being addicted to algorithms and, you know, uh, all these things that are, uh, you know, fighting for their attention. And they're even more stationary. Right, and they're more right. uh, they're more safer and more more um, clouded. And like uh, one with COVID, they're spinning all day. Well, yeah, absolutely, right. They are spinning all day, <laughs> and they're slave <laughs> to the algorithms. <laughs> to the algorithms, right? Yeah. Um, and then, yeah. So, so like you know, we there's always a worry about human behavior, right? Like you talked about this. It's like you know, the soft becoming softer. And it's true, like with, with every innovation, we do become softer. I mean, we like 
We live in a genera- in an era where you can, with a few clicks on a phone, you can order a pizza that gets delivered to your house. You can get you know anything from half across the, uh, half across the city delivered to your place. You don't have to move much. You don't have to do things. So that calculated effort, you know, I think you the earlier you said it's like a, it's like a systematic way to to induce stress, right, in a controlled environment. Absolutely. Right. That's what exercise is meant for. Gyms are, it, it, it sports are, especially like after the school environment, after you leave like an institution environment, and now you're right. like you know operating as a professional as an adult. Right. I think it's so important to institutionalize a system where you're not just like working, 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 and then, you know, eating, eating, eating. Yeah. You're also taking the time to like, you know, you know, develop your mind, develop your develop your body, develop your soul. Right. Like, like, you know, Experience. grow different sides of yourself. Right. Um, I, I guess my thing is like, what what is what would your routine look like? You know, how do you how do you promote mindfulness in yourself? You know, being an expert in this. Right. How do you? balance uh, work life how do you balance you know nutrition versus working out how do you balance like you know reading and, and knowledge versus like more soulful experiences like w- what's your thought process there um i go pretty deep here um i do quite a bit um so i periodize over the year depending on what i'm looking to do uh, either get jacked so i just got off a 15 pound gain uh so i'm just working on power now and then towards the uh, spring i'll work on endurance so look pretty good for the summer Mm-hmm. Um, being in control of my body creates control of my mind. Mm. So, especially in this world, especially now during COVID, being like we don't have control of a lot of things around you. I think one of the key things you're able to do is control your body. And a lot of times, controlling the body is actually a lot easier than controlling the mind, right? Because we're so reactive, and especially now the phones, the notifications. It's literally. Um, it's social media, it's everything else trying to grab your attention what we were talking about earlier. And do you do user research and psychology research to really stimulate that pineal gland, right? That little, little, little mindless brain, that little animalistic brain that you know, we first started as a species with. And it's a really important part, you know, you know, 200 million years ago or 20 million years ago, because you know it prevented us by eating, get, getting eaten by a saber-toothed tiger, right? But now we have this massive neocortex in the frontal lobe where we can definitely need to elicit and be, uh, be in control of. And I think when you're in control of that brain and you're mindful as to when you're spinning and when you're out of control and, and other people are stealing your attention, that you have a lot more ability to control the rest of your life. Mm. So be in your body. So if you're the first thing you control before you can control anybody else, right, is to control yourself. So controlling that body, having that physical prowess is really, really important. So what does my routine daily look like? I work out five times a week and, um, well, probably six or seven times a week, but my main workouts are like five times a week, right? And I start my day at around 6, 6.30, um, I just wake up naturally. That's just my alarm clock. Um, I go downstairs and I do 15 minutes, just mindful meditation. Um, I, I used to do more guided, but now I just do it, just do myself. Uh, so I use products like Calm and Headspace. And if you look at Fixable, Headspace is very, or uh, Fixable is very Headspace-ish if you look mm-hmm. at the UI, um, because I love that product, right, from the, from yeah. the beginning and it helped me. Um, so I do, my, I do my 15 minutes just to get to that level of, just get into the zone where you get to a feel. If you actually meditate, you would understand what that feels like and feeling really good. From there, I take my notes. So that's my day. Mm-hmm. And I use the Eisenhower matrix, right? So I write down what I need to do 